0: Hello, you're listening to the Washington Weekly Review. I'm the Southeast Iowa Union's Kalen McCain. It's the week of February 12, 2022. Our local stories this week feature excluded workers, East Adams Street, and Highland Test scores, but first, a look at the big picture. The Iowa Judicial Branch has changed its criminal procedures for the first time since 1978, part of what Senior Court Appeals Judge Michael Mullins said was a routine but infrequent process.
1: Periodically, uh, there's a review of uh, various court rules. We've got uh, I don't know, 20 or 30-some chapters of court rules, and, and periodically rules are reviewed as a matter of course, just to make sure that, that current practices are coinciding with the effect of the rules, to make sure that case law uh, developments in the meantime, both uh, nationally and statewide, are uh, consistent with the provisions of the rules and uh, then in recognition of, of uh, technological uh, developments.
0: Washington County Attorney John Gish said the changes were mostly administrative.
1: I don't think there's a whole lot that the general public will see in changes. The changes by the Iowa Supreme Court address how cases are managed, how cases are tried, and the paperwork that's needed for those cases. It it. The rules don't address how people are sentenced.
0: Molin said they would make a difference in the day-to-day lives of many people involved in the legal system.
1: Most of these rules are are very practical and uh, and applicable to the uh, lawyers and uh, and the uh, the parties to the cases. Um, what they do is you know they set up uh, various uh, uh, deadlines and timelines for uh, for certain types of procedures. Uh, whether it be initial appearance or preliminary hearing, guilty pleas, sentencing procedures, and um, and some jury selection issues and, and so forth, so those you know have direct impact on the users in the in the court system.
0: That's the big picture. We'll be back with the local news right after this. Todd Hahn Construction is an award-winning custom home builder with a 28-year history in the greater Iowa City area. Todd Hahn Construction's goal is to build you the finest quality custom home while providing you with a positive experience along the way. It's one of the many reasons they've been named the Iowa City Area Home Builder of the Year time and time again. A custom home is more than just a house, it's the culmination of a dream and years of hard work. Todd Hahn Construction makes that dream come true by always putting you, the customer, first. For more information, go to ToddHahnConstruction.com. That's T-O-D-D-H-A-H-N-Construction.com. Around a dozen people hoping to speak at a Washington County Board of Supervisors meeting Tuesday were denied public comments. Advocacy group Escucha Me Vos planned to request relief checks for vulnerable members of the workforce using the county's ARPA funds. Board Chair Richard Young said he wouldn't open the floor to subjects not on the meeting agenda.
2: It's not on the agenda. Right, that's that's a whole nother meeting. That's a separate meeting from this meeting. The work session is a meeting amongst us five individuals here, the five supervisors, so we can discuss that ARPA funds at that time. And then, once we have that meeting, then we will have the ARPA funds on our agenda at a later date. We can only speak on agenda items.
0: Group organizer David Goodner said he was frustrated.
1: I think the other 98 counties in Iowa, like, public comment's public comment. And it doesn't have to be on a, an agenda item, because most governments, like, want to hear what the people are thinking and stuff. This is contrary to our experience virtually everyone across the state.
0: Board members did agree to host a public hearing on ARpa funds on february twenty second at nine a m Group member Luke Hertzler said that was a win
1: we were uh weren't able to speak, but I think we still were able to deliver our message and um want a hearing out of it so that's that's good news and um yeah, they didn't want us to speak, but yeah, we as I said, we delivered our message loud and clear.
0: The city of Washington plans to move forward on a paving and drainage project along East Adams Street, but plans have drawn criticism from residents along the road who would foot some of the bill through assessments. Resident Judy Murphy said the cost was an unwelcome surprise. You know, some
3: of us, we work to get it paid for when we're retired to have their house, and then all of a sudden you come up with $10,000 that has to be paid immediately or over 10
0: years. City Administrator Deanna McCusker said the assessments were a reasonable ask.
3: We have
1: the legal ability to assess property owners, and that has been a common practice throughout Washington. So this is nothing new. Um, So, yes, they they are benefiting from this uh, improvement project, so therefore they have to chip in some of the cost. New sidewalk, new um, driveway approaches. you know, just things to make their property better, you know, especially for selling purposes.
0: Other residents, including Brad Priest, criticized the inclusion of a sidewalk on the bill.
1: I can say that I've worked from my home office for the past eight years, um, and I can count about a handful of times that there's anybody outside of one of our neighbors that walks a dog. You know, it's not a very highly traveled area, um, so I just really like to uh, ask you to to question and, and consider that, um, especially as concrete prices are all-time highs, you know. When we get into this project, sounds like interest rates are a concern for a lot of people here, um, as we are in an inflationary area.
0: Mayor Jaron Rosine, however, said sidewalks were part of the package for street projects of this scale. While well, we have people that might say, Why are you doing the sidewalk project? This doesn't make sense. The concern would be that your children or grandchildren would stand right in that same spot and say, why in the world didn't you do this sidewalk project? That didn't make any sense.
1: So while right now it might not make sense, the, the big picture is a few generations down the road, we would be asked the same thing if we didn't put the sidewalk in. That's the thinking.
0: Highland School District numbers are up in the newest school performance profile report published by the state. Superintendent Ken Crawford said scores had risen in all three buildings.
2: Our elementary, middle school, and high school have all received some very good scores uh, in our performance profile that goes out throughout the entire state of Iowa. There are six categories, uh, exceptional, high-performing, and commendable are the top three, and it's nice to see that our middle school is high-performing and our elementary and high school are commendable, which are steps up for all of the schools. So um, when you take a look at all the metrics that they put together, uh, the three schools that are listed on the Iowa performance profile is, uh, have, done, have done great scores. And, and it's worth noting and, and being proud of as a community.
0: While the district is still below average on math and ACT preparation scores, Crawford said he still saw improvements.
2: The things that are behind the state average are closer to behind the state average. So I believe we've raised a lot of those those scores. And I feel like every school, you know, you can tout all the things that you feel are going great, but also there are areas that we also then can focus on and say, okay, we need to concentrate in this area because it's not the state average. So um, I think that gives us a good reflection of our school. We take the data seriously and honestly, and then we work hard to make sure that uh, those are the areas that we're trying to attack as well.
0: Overall, Crawford said the scores reflected a bounce back from a disruptive pandemic.
2: We're proud of our kids. We're proud of our teachers just because they have bounced back from being gone in COVID. I mean, we're coming up on two years of March 2020 when we um, got out of school and we had, you know, we're out for the final nine weeks and then we we're hybrid for a few weeks there, coming back in, in the 2021 school year. So to see these scores through that gap and see all the work that the teachers have done with students and to see the students actually step up and do a great job, I, I think that's something that we should be proud of as a community
0: that's the local news we'll be back momentarily with the best news i've heard all week just a reminder if you're interested in getting a message out to our listeners you can give our office a call at 319-653-2191 messages don't necessarily have to be ads we'll also take birthday messages anniversary announcements and anything else you want our listeners to hear in 150 words or less and now the best news i've heard all week The city of Ainsworth has opened its free public library based out of the town's former elementary school and current city council chambers. Library coordinator Sherry Hazen said the space, materials, and inventory were all donated.
3: This was unique because this used to be an elementary school library, and the Highland School left us a lot of children's books, so we had a good start with children's books And then the UP Home in Washington has donated a lot of books for um, ages 16 and up to read. So we've got those set up here too.
0: Hazen said she was excited to see how far the project would go.
3: Right now it's just Mondays from 4 to 6.30 p.m. Again, we don't want to be here extra time and use the utilities that aren't needed. But we are really wanting people to let us know if they would... If another time would be better for them to come in, like I said, we have volunteers that will be happy to come in and open the library for them if they'd like to come in at a different day or different hours. I'm excited. I'm excited. We just need to get the word out to people to come, and it's all ages. We're inviting all ages to come. The more we can get the word out, the better.
0: Thanks for tuning in. This podcast is copyrighted property of the Southeast Iowa Union, which is owned by the Gazette. Give us a call if you want us to read an ad or a message for you during the break. You can reach the office at 319-653-2191. You can also support the show for free by recommending it to people you know. Word of mouth is a great way to build an audience, which is a huge help in selling ads. That's all for now. This has been the Washington Weekly Review, and I've been Kaelin McCain. Have a great week!